Welcome to Music Nerds Unite. This is Scott Floman again with my brother Keith Floman and our buddy Larry Walden. We're doing a one-off episode here. To shake things up a bit, we're going to do a draft of the best songs of 2021. And I'm also uh, trying out a new microphone that uh, my son got me for the holidays. So hopefully uh, the sound is a little better on, on my end this episode. All right, so, uh, you know, like most people, when the end of the year comes around, uh, I and I'm pretty sure all three of us start checking out the many year-end lists for best songs of the year and best albums of the year and so on. And, and after doing some of our own investigation, we've all come to the table here with our own list of the songs that have most impressed us from the past year of uh, 2021. And uh, unlike any of our other episodes, we're allowing one non-rock song in this draft. So uh, I'm sure Larry is certainly going to enjoy that and maybe Keith as well. And uh, so we're going to let Larry draft first, uh, followed by Keith and then me. And then we're going to reverse the order in round two and so on for five rounds in total, uh, maybe followed by some honorable mention picks as well. So the intro song that I selected, though, which I thought of saving for the draft, is Bones by the female singer-songwriter Rosalie. Rosalie's album No Medium had several stellar songs that I considered here, but Bones is probably the song that stands out to me the most. Essentially, Bones sounds like a great female singer fronting Crazy Horse, and it also recalls Lucinda Williams to me with its terrific songwriting and vocals, which are sometimes layered, along with its killer raw guitars and surging riffs. Rosalie was backed by the David Nance group here in an inspired pairing. All right, anyway, let's start the draft. Larry, you're on the clock with the first pick. I only wish Roger Goodell was here so that we could boo him up and give him the business like they do in the NFL draft, and he's thoroughly deserving of whatever he gets. <laughs> I, I really, ho I really hope you guys don't boo me for for this song. I, I think you're both. I think you both like it. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it's on Scott's list of. I don't know. You were supposed to pick fifteen, but you probably picked like thirty or forty, knowing you. I'm um, pretty. I was pretty good this episode. I, I I really did try to narrow it down. So. And it's and it's not a hip hop song because I'm fairly confident that I wouldn't have to worry about using my first pick on a hip hop song because Scott will not be picking ahead of me. So the uh, this is I think the song that I probably played the most in 2021 that came out in 2021, and it's by an indie supergroup called Big Red Machine. So Big Red Machine is a side project of Justin Vernon of Bon Iver and Aaron Dessner, uh, who's the guitarist for The National. And on this album that came out um, in, I think it came out in like late August or early September, um, it literally is like a super group of, of indie because they, not only do the two of them have it, but they have guests, um, they have guests on it, like Anais Mitchell, who's on this song, Fleet Foxes, who's on the song I'm gonna play, um, uh, James Corvincia of Big Thief is on it. They're, they're also known for their collaborations recently with Taylor Swift and she's on it as well. So really, um, really interesting uh, side project from two big giants in, uh, in the indie uh, world. So I'm gonna go ahead and play a little bit of Phoenix for you.
I had to get the Justin Vernon part in there. Yeah, nice pick. That sound is very Fleet Foxy. Very, very Fleet Foxy. Um, very, very Bony Bear too, and um, and even a little bit. You can you can hear at least I feel you can hear um, the uh, the Desner contributions on, on the guitar. It, it's a um, it's also a really solid album. I'm not going to say it was like my favorite album of 2021, but it's really solid in that again it's it leverages the contributions of all the different guests on it in a really interesting way. So it's, it's definitely worth listening. And, you know, it might even be one that all three of our wives might actually not yell at us about like they did several times on New Year's Eve. <laughs> it's, uh, and Desner is the main guy, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of collaboration, but he, it's really, he's the leader of this project. Yeah. Right, I'm definitely yeah. not definitely not at all surprised that this was Larry's one of Larry's picks, and um, it's got all the elements right that you would ex that you would expect. And the Fleet Foxes definitely come to the forefront, but it's definitely a Bonnie Vare, you know, project as well. Um, and you know, it's it's a cool it's a cool song. It's a very cool song, yeah. uh, and a lot of facial hair involved as well. A lot of beards going on. Beards, here. many beards. A lot of beards. Yeah. All right. So uh, we done with this one. We ready to move on to pick number two, Keith? I guess. I guess so. So I'm. I'm already breaking the rules, but I don't give a shit. The song definitely it warrants inclusion because it missed out many years ago when it actually was first released. So I'm going with a, a song that was released in 2013 to zero fanfare <laughs> um, and was re-released in 2021 because TikTok sort of resurrected the song. Um, and now if you look at Spotify, it's got 350 million listens. And again, it, it, it came out to like, a you know, as a blip of a song. The song is um, Freaks by Surf Curse. And it's such a goddamn good song. You can't even like it just like it kills me every time so what was what was the tiktok what was the tiktok meme that people were doing with it i don't even i, I don't even know but i know that it, that was the catalyst for it becoming sort of a you know a, a re-release where they've done a, a music video in 2021 for a song that they did eight years ago or, all right well that counts nine years ago I got to plead ignorance here. 
Never heard, yeah, never heard that song before. Me either, and uh, it, uh, it sounds like a 1977 song, right? Yeah, hey, punk. what would we call that? Would you call that like post-punk or punk or? It's more like punk to me. I think, yeah, I'd call it more post-punk just because it's got more of a, you know, the guitar, it's got a more of a guitar drive to it. Yeah. Um, if you if you look for um, live performance of that song as well, because it's just, you know, so there's such an intensity behind it. Um, the drummer is the, is the, is the lead singer, um, and it's, it's spectacular. Nice. All right. Good pick. Uh, that's one for the music nerds, although I guess with uh, that kind of popularity, maybe not. Maybe Larry and I are just uh, not in tune with what's going on these days. I don't know. We got to do more research, I guess. But uh, good pick. I like that tune. Uh, we ready to move on? My third pick here, or my first yeah, pick, pick first number pick. three. So uh, the song I'm going to pick is uh, by Angel Olsen and Sharon Van Etten, like I used to, uh, a collaboration. Just an FYI, I actually was going to pick a different song, but I, I this little gamesmanship, I'm, I'm holding off thinking that it's not going to be picked. So I went oh, with this one. Yeah, I, I, I wrote in our little group chat that I actually did have this song on my list, but I, I took it off because I was pretty confident that Scott would have it at some point. So great. Yeah. So this is a, you know, I think this, we mentioned in how the 90s was the golden age for, for female artists. I was going to say this. I was going to jump in with the same thing in terms of, you know, mentioned the 90s Lilith Fair. 2021 was definitely. Yeah, there's a ton of great female artists now. And we, we've spoke about a couple and, and these are two of the best ones. And so I was pretty pumped when I heard they had this song out and I had high hopes. And 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 sure enough, it, it definitely lives up to it. And then some, I think, because I, I think they have a great vocal chemistry, you know, that has the, the big orchestral rock sound. The the chorus is catchy and memorable. And, and overall, it just kind of has a magical quality that to me reminds me a little bit of the Arcade Fire. I think I hear them at least at various times in this song. I don't know if you guys pick that up as well. Not no. too much. And I and I I think maybe Angel regret regrets teaming up with Sharon because I do think that Sharon sort of steals the show and vocally uh, and I think it's it's good together. But yeah, the, I mean, I think they're both really good. I yeah, like, I would I would just I would throw in there that that for listeners who may not be familiar with 
either of them. They both have had a string of really solid albums in the latter half of the 2010s. And it's probably shame on us for not including at least one of them in our, our tournament um, a couple of months ago. But there's some phenomenal albums that they both have. I did consider Sister from Angel Olsen. That was, uh, so definitely would recommend that one as well. Yeah. All Nerds, really Nerd, um is also fantastic. It came out like two, three years ago or something like that. Yeah. And the song, and the song 17 is by Sharon is yeah. one of the best songs that could have made this song 20. All right. This song that we're about to play right now, Scott, that you're picking, this was my pick for the song that there's no question all three of us had on our list. Am I right? Well, one word. Or should I say two words? Or should I say three words? Uh, Robert okay. fucking Smith. Yeah. Yeah. This is Church's How Not to Drown. Guest vocal, Robert Smith. So if you're looking for, if you're searching for this song, is they spell their name C-H-V-R-C-H-E-S, even though it's pronounced churches. And, and that's why they did it, is so that they would come up better in search, right? So that's, that's pretty smart, actually. And uh, anyway, as far as this song, I've missed Robert Smith. And, uh, and Larry, we talked the other day, The Cure have an album out, coming out next year. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking year. forward to that. This year. Well, yeah, now this year. Yeah. Um, and I think he adds a lot to that song. It, it has a cure or, you know, Nine Inch Nails kind of vibe to it. It's uh, basically evocative, gothy synth pop, but it, it has a real rock drive to it as well. So uh, it's a song that I've been playing a lot over the past few weeks. And uh, I was uh, concerned you guys would pick this, uh, which is one reason why I bumped my my pick that I was going to pick because I, I knew this one wasn't going to stick. I, I kind of figured I kind of figured that you were going to pick this one. And since there's no like it's not like we're forming teams or anything, there's no glory in in you know like getting getting your pick in. This just gives. Oh, uh, this is a competition. Pick. Let's be honest. Come on. Well, that's true. I mean, I you know me. I, I hear <laughs> everything. I hear everything is a competition, but in this one, I'm I'm going to concede. And in this one, I have to give credit to Keith because I remember exactly where I was the first time I heard this song, which was in my living room when Keith says to me, hey, have you heard that the new song by Churches? And I'm like, yeah, no, Churches, yeah, I, I know that. And he's like, no, you haven't you haven't heard this one. It like just came out. He goes, you have to, I'm gonna play it for you. I'm not gonna tell you who's in it. And you tell me who it sounds like. And I, I, I'm lucky I didn't drop my glass because I was blown away. Because, you know, we were probably drinking scotch at this yeah. time. But, but I was like, this, this kind of sounds like a Cure song. And he's like, wait, just wait. And then sure enough, when Robert 
Yeah, it's not like who is that, right? You know, yeah, it's yeah, you hear it, who yeah. it is. But I mean, I, I, that is that is all Keith for for finding this song and telling me about it, and I remember exactly when we first when I first heard you it. do you do sometimes forget how unique Smith's guitar sound is, right? How singular it is, him, and this song just brings that to the forefront because. You know, it's not a cure song, but but it becomes a Robert in a lot of ways. A Robert said, and, uh, and that's and that was what our conversation was because before you start to hear the guitar before he sings, and that's why I was like, wait a minute, what 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 is right. this? I, I know this. This is yeah. definitely familiar. Yeah, yeah. Very underrated guitar player. So now it's back to is back to back me. To Keith, and then Larry, and then Larry doubles up. Yeah. All right. Next up is. Um, relatively new it came out and i think that the album released in november of 2021 so sneaking in before the end of the year and i i did have an alternative um song by the same band but you ultimately ended up discovering this one and again relatively recently um but it's a kick-ass song it's by so what i'd call a relatively traditional punk British band called Idols. Um, they've got some good albums um, released over the last, you know, five, six years. And if you watch them live, they're sort of, they're, they've got a little bit of a Titus, like a British Titus vibe to them. Um, and this song just kicks, kicks ass. I'm sticking with, uh, I'm sticking punk and I'm sticking with kicking your ass. And this is Idols Crawl. That would be Titus Andronicus for those who uh, are new to this podcast or haven't heard us talk about them before. Put the explicit lyrics on this one, this episode. <laughs> I'm feel I'm feeling man of fucking peak. This is like your punk year, huh? Keith is into punk rock this year. Or post-punk yeah, or whatever I, you want to call I, it. I, I knew I'd have to counterbalance where you guys were going this year. So no, I like that. Sure. I know my, my um, nephew's a big fan of idols. So I can't say beast, no to them that well. I'm, I know I'll beach, the Beachland Ballroom is the other song that was like the original um, single that they released from this album. It's also pretty, uh, it's more of a slower jam, but it gets, in, it's got a, an intensity to it. Uh, so you should check that out too. Cool. We, uh, we good with this one? Like, I got anything to say or are you ready to make another pick? I'm ready to make another pick now. This what's one. Your immediate, what's your immediate reaction to Idols? Then I'm going to have to listen to it more because I, I like it. I'm, I, you know, I like I like punk and hardcore, so I'm, and I'm definitely I'm definitely down with that. 
and our wives would hate that as much as they like the uh the first song that i picked yeah yeah well in keeping with that theme i do think that 2021 was a really good year for punk and for hardcore and this album i actually have gone back and forth with three different songs that i'm going that i was going to pick for it so but i'm this is the one that i you know i think that at least it's the opener for the album and it's the one that I think keep I keep coming back to even though I've, I've played this album a ton over the last probably month and a half when I, I I probably discovered it maybe two months ago maybe three it definitely not when it first came out a little bit later uh it's by a, a Baltimore band called Turnstile which is a, a hardcore band I've had a couple of albums before I sort of like ambiently was aware of them I probably maybe listened to them a little bit but not until their new album Glow On came out that I got really into them but they are fucking Awesome. And I think this is their best album. And I mentioned those year-end lists, and uh, they appear on a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. They uh, and I, I will say I did hear of them before some of the year-end lists came on, but I think when I saw how much they were, I started to go back a little bit and find out, you know, a little bit more about them. So um, I'm going to uh, play the opening track off of Glow On called Mystery for you. bit of a tease there with the synth pop intro there that's right that's why that's why i knew you guys would uh knew you guys would like that that part of it you know you, you got to admire an album that's that's 30 not even 35 minutes long and has 15 songs on it right so you know that's like that's like a very hardcore thing to do like your yeah. songs are not more than two and a half minutes kind of reminds me a couple of weeks ago i was telling these guys about an album cover that i saw which made me turn on a band called Angry Samoans, which I was convinced that neither one of them knew. And of course, Scott's like, oh no, I know Angry Samoans, which of course, in retrospect, I should have known. And I think the entire album is like 18 minutes long and it fucking kicked ass. And like another hardcore band, Minor Threat, complete yeah, like, discography. It's like one CD. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very much in that genre. So so I don't know if that was uh, on either of your radars, but if it wasn't, then I would I would definitely put it on. It's not, but it's but it's right in my wheelhouse. I mean, that's totally my right wheelhouse, right? Yeah, that's yeah. like, surprise, I missed it. I made two playlists. One was like the 15 song, you know, final, you know, songs that could be in. And then another one with like 75 songs. In, and that was on <laughs> the more expansive one. I don't remember if that song was for the band, nothing was. But I hadn't heard of them before. You know, all these lists started coming up and, and I saw their name uh, kept being repeated. And 
And yeah, I definitely want to hear more from them. So my next song is one that I think both Scott and I discovered independently. Uh, it's from an unusual artist, at least to hit, I don't know, my consciousness. It's from a Touareg uh, artist named Madhu Mokhtar. And the album is called Afrique Victime, uh, which I'm probably butchering because my French accent is terrible. But that is, and that's the name of the song. And the part that I'm going to play for you, this is a, kind of a long song, but... Well, which it, one did you pick? I'm sorry, what's the name of this song? Afrique Victime? The, the okay. title track. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that was an honorable mention for me, actually. Yeah. And yeah. I reviewed his last album in my book, Book Plug. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I remember you asking me if I had heard of him. And I was like, I had it until like a week or two ago, and I but I saw a review of his album, listened to it, and it fucking rocks. It's it's just it's amazing. His guitar work is phenomenal. And so the clip that I'm gonna play you is a an example, but a, a short example, because we're trying to keep these clips kind of kind of succinct of what is just out and out one of the best guitar players I think I've, I've ever heard and certainly one of the best guitar players going right now. Yeah, it's an epic song for sure. minutes of that guitar solo continuing on but we thought that might that clip might be a little too much but it is it is definitely different it is not something that i think most of our listeners have probably heard or be used to but it is really worth your time and he, he is just an absolute phenomenal guitarist and you know i i don't necessarily understand the lyrics because they're in, in french but you can kind of get the sense of what the name of the song is and where he's going and and from what i understand from reading it is a uh, a very politically charged album as he's, you know, crying out for a lot of the injustices that have been, been done to him and to his his uh, country. So really worth it. Worth it just for the guitar playing, it's even so if you're not aware of any of that stuff. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Psychedelic, kind of Jimmy. I hear a little Van Halen even. Yeah. It's, he's got all the right influences. Yeah, for sure. Who's up next? Keith. Looks like I'm up next. I, I I switched. I had a different order for my for my picks. I know nobody's picking my other song that I have in my top four anyway, but it was going to be more along the same vein as the first two. So I'm going to go. I'm still go, I'm still going. I'm still going heavy. Um, and for those of you who've been longing for Death Heaven to return to their prior state. Um, this song by Violet Cold called We Met During the Revolution is going to give you the fix that you've been looking for. So, Larry, 
Cue it up and kick it out. Like we have some homework to do. That's pretty good stuff. I never heard this before either. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was mouthing. Have it, how have I not heard this before? And one of the first things that I did was I went and just added it to my my queue of stuff to listen to. <laughs> yeah, it's goddamn awesome, and, and it's 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 epic. It's such a great song. Um, so yeah, there's your uh, there's your sort of sugary black metal. Black gaze, dark gaze, however you want to call it, um, but it it kicks ass and uh, it's a worthy listen for 2021, where you know metal and metal ish music is not necessarily at the forefront, but there's still some good stuff out there. A little shout out to Deaf Heaven because I know I know a lot of we're we're all big Deaf Heaven fans, but a lot of people did not like their 2021 album, which was considered to be kind of a, a major shift into shoegaze, but it's shoegaze and death metal. What could be bad? That hits, that's for But it's a lot all. less, right? You can, you can see how, you know, fans of a certain genre would be hesitant to sort of travel with them into yeah. a new, you know, into a similar but different genre, right? And the death heaven certainly moved to a new, frontier um that you know is gonna cause people to jump off the bandwagon and they're hoping that they get new bandwagoners from the genre that they're jumping into yeah the people who aren't into very heavyish metal vocals would find the new version of them probably more palatable so there's that trade-off so although, although i the new album still has death metal howls and, and, you know, it's just more in a sheer gazery form. It's, it's, you know, it's unique, but yeah, I I'm with you. Like, you know, people who maybe not are not quite as nerdy as us and like the, uh, you know, like to dabble in multiple genres, they might be a little put off by that. Okay. That's their loss, right? Hey, that's, that's why you've got the violet cold. That's right. Yeah. And how long is that? And song, I might by still the throw way. in, throw in there at the end, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to keep you guys waiting and say the song you play, Keith, how long is it around? I think it's it epic. Epic. It's, it's not as it's not Scott epic. Yeah, it's only it's only five minutes long. Only five minutes. Yeah. All right. So a mini epic. Yeah. But it's it's a build. It's a song that certainly has its. Yeah. You know, the, the, I was just the, curious. The big build. All right. I think I'm up next, and uh, uh, we'll wait, Scott. Before you do that, I just want to you know give another little bit of um, mana to our 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 fellow death metal heads. 
another great album that came out in 2021. It was on my honorable mention list, not on the 15, was Ethereal Shroud with, I think it's Trisagion. I, I don't, I'm probably butchering it, but that's right up your alley, Scott, and that the shortest song is 14 minutes and the longest is 27. <laughs> so. You guys are overselling the long song uh, annual. Music, but <laughs> well, I, don't think, I don't think we are. We're not I don't think we are. Yeah, we're not. We're not. And we're not overselling atmospheric death metal. So come on. And I don't hate hip hop as much as you guys say either. But anyway, that's a story <laughs> for a different day. The next song is my pick, and this is going to be a band that should be familiar to everybody, or at least if you've listened to our prior tournament. So. Uh, we're going to play it. It's Big Thief, Little Things. The song is Little Things. The band is Big Thief. No, that song doesn't get me fired up at all for their upcoming album, which I think comes out next month, right? Are you not into that? No, I'm being facetious. No. Oh, all Fantastic. right. Love it. It was yeah, on, yeah. on so, my list as well. Oh, good, good. I was worried there for a second. Uh, you know, when we were talking about not in our last tournament, uh, I mentioned at one point that Big Thief had come out with a great new song, and, and this is the song I was talking about. This song to me is all about its swirling guitars. You know, we tend to focus on Adrienne Lanker, who is the driving force in the band, and she's great. But to me, the interplay with the guitars on this song is, is just brilliant. And the creative drumming is excellent as well. Uh, of course, her vocals are also singular and excellent and evocative as usual. But to me, the main thing is, you know, this is just a great guitar song. And to me, it's in the same vicinity as not, I'd even say, even though, you know, it's not nearly as hard rocking overall. So just a great song. And, and yeah, I'm totally pumped for the uh, double album coming out this year. So hopefully more great things are in store from a band who just seems to keep getting better and better. Yeah. And, you know, I like I like the comparison to not I it, not necessarily because I feel like they're in the same genre, but I feel like not was a bit of an evolution for them. And I feel like this is as well. So I, I just. But that when I was when I was saying I'm not at all excited by it, I was totally being facetious because I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're doing, especially on a double album. So, yeah, and it's coming out. I think it's coming out in February. So, cool. And this is still not the song I was originally going to play uh, as my first pick. So, to be wow, concerned. you're really holding your uh, close to the best there. Of course, it doesn't really matter since you're back to back picks. So, what do you got? And I'm still team not. I'm still very much team not for for Big Thief, um, and I'll 
be cautiously optimistic about the new album, but they, you know, they're hit or miss for me. Fair enough. We don't have enough. We don't have enough controversy on this podcast. It's good. It's good to, good to throw a little wrench in there like that. Okay, so the next song is the one that was going to be my first pick, and I think you guys may fall down when you see it. No, I'm not. I'm not. This is this is a this is a great. Uh, all right, I'm. I'll just play it. I don't even know if you have to give an introduction, but I'm not going to fall down. This is a great song. I thought I knew my brother. Hey, I admire I admire the diversity of interests. You want to introduce it, Scott, or do you want me just to play it? I'm, I'm handing in my man card with this one. <laughs> All right. I'm just, All right. Uh, I'll talk about it after. So just All play right, it. I'm just going to play it then. Hold on for one more day. <laughs> so there is a little bit of a parallel with your pick, Keith, right? You, your first song was from 2013. This was originally from 2012, I believe. And so Taylor Swift basically re-recorded her whole album. What was it called? Red? Is that right? Right? Record label issues. She wanted to own her masters, and so she re-recorded the album. And she had this. This was, I guess, one of. I'm a Taylor Swift uh, expert by any means, but apparently, this is one. At least, you know what? Well, at least on this podcast, you are the Taylor Swift. I, I am probably the Taylor Swift expert on this podcast. But anyway, so it was a five-minute song. This is Taylor's version, the ten-minute version. All right, so she added a whole bunch of lyrics. And basically, I think it's just a much more mature sounding version of her. It's uh, the lyrics are great. It's the storytelling in this uh, in this song. And, you know, obviously, you know, the music is kind of melodic and catchy. It's it's, uh, you know, it's just a really good ballad. And uh, she broke up with famously, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name, Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. And uh, Gyllenhaal. It's kind of like this famous falling out, and she. But she listened to some of these lyrics, all right. And I might be okay, but I'm not fine at all. You told me about your past, thinking your future was me. You kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. And you call me up again just to break me like a promise, so casually cruel in the name of being honest. Those are some damn good lyrics, man. So, uh, you know, and I just like the fact that she took one of her signature songs. It's a bold move, re-recording a doubling the length, making it this epic song. And uh, I'm as shocked as you guys, but I, I played this because I kept seeing this on all the year-end lists and it just, I kept playing it and kept playing it to the point I'm like, you know what? This is actually my song of the year, even though I'm only uh, drafting it fourth. This is, uh, to me, the song of the year, even though uh, technically originated from 
2012. So go ahead, rip me apart, guys. I'm not. I'm not going to rip you apart. I, I have to say, I I admire Taylor Swift as an artist. One because I think I actually think she's extraordinarily talented, but I also admire the fact that she is determined to take control of her career, which she should. Right? You know, she she famously has has had fights with Spotify and Apple Music about what she should be paid, which again she should, and. I also agree that I like the fact that she took one of her signature albums from when she was an emerging artist and said, this isn't what my vision was. I was forced to do it this way by the label. This is what I really wanted it to do. So I, I'm totally okay with that. I have to confess I'm a little shocked that it's your song of the year, but I'm not critiquing, I'm not critiquing your pick of it as a song of the year. I'm just surprised that it's your song of the year, if that makes sense, right? I'm not critiquing the content of what you're picked. I'm just I'm no, I get surprised. it. I get it. I'm I'm surprised. I I'm surprised myself. Yeah. And this is that's for for four female artists. So yeah, it was a great year for female artists. And maybe this is my uh, kind of making up for the lack of female artists in some of our prior tournaments that we've talked about. But uh, maybe and and red. Now, I, I'm again. I'm not. Maybe I'm. Maybe I am starting to stake out my claim as a Taylor Swift expert. But. My, my daughter was very into Taylor Swift when she was younger, went to a, a Taylor Swift concert. She was lucky enough to go like very early on. And, you know, I think a lot of people forget Taylor Swift started out as a country artist. Her first couple of albums were pure country and she has morphed and changed and become an artist unto herself, kind of mixing lots of different genres. She's made rock albums. She's made more like indie type albums. So I, I do think that Red, when it first came out, was starting to show that evolution. So it is really interesting hearing the Taylor's version of Red and seeing what it could have been. So again, she, she records with Bon Iver and other cool, yeah. you know, people. She's the like, first time. She's on the, the, first she's on the Big Red Machine album. Like the, those are like, those are the artists that she kind of gravitates to. And, and um, the National has produced a lot of her albums. Like that's like a lot of the most more recent songs and stuff. Like there, there's definitely a connection there. Sorry, Keith, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I, I was I was going to say the first time I went to Nashville and I went to the Country Music Hall of Fame, they had like a Taylor Swift section, right, with all of her um, like original stuff from, from Taylor. So she definitely has roots in, in country. And I do give her I do give her credit for aspiring to be more than a country star, a pop star. Right. She does. She is investing with people who are more on the alternative, you know, on the independent scene. So um, while um, Scott still has some penance to, you know, for picking this as his song of the year, you know, Taylor Swift. That said, you know, I give. <laughs> You're going to add some testosterone gonna, to this uh, podcast uh, shortly, uh, I believe. I'm going to uh, yes, exactly. So to to turn this turn the ship around, um, my. <laughs> Just one final word is I, I think this version is way better than the original version. Uh, just of course, it's ten minutes long. Therefore, better, but it also sounds the first version sounds like uh, a young girl almost singing it. This sounds like a, a mature woman singing it. They are much wiser, and uh, so beyond just the uh, the, the uh, additional lyrics, I think her vocals are much better. I, and 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 again, give credit like she's. A pop star of the two thousand, the two thousand twenty one, who writes her own stuff, right? Like, yeah, like she's she's definitely like, not. She's cut from a different cloth. 
Rolling Stone just had a list of the top 200 Taylor Swift songs. Like she's written 200 songs in what 10 years. Like I said, like I said, I'm not. That's why I'm. That's why I'm not. I'm not surprised at all at the admiration or the picking of it. It just you know, for coming coming from you, may, that part's a little surprising. May, I'm not, we, not surprised at the just, content. We've just dedicated like five minutes to Taylor Swift on yeah. our Music Nerds Unite episode. That's true. I'm a little worried. We may have to. We may have to cut this entire section. We definitely, we definitely need to play something to get some of our, our fans who are literally like going. Uh, what happened to these what? guys? What What's going on here? All right. Well, the next song. Who, who, kidnapped, who kidnapped Scott? The next song is called Vendetta. So there you go. <laughs> I, I won't say any more until uh, Larry plays the clip. about the build with Keith. <laughs> it's always the build. Nothing nothing like, you know, punk with that little extra metal-y edge to it. Um, the, the, I say this is uh, Ice Age is a, is a band. They're, they're a Danish band. You know, obviously punk-leaning. Um, but the album got strong critical acclaim it's got like an 86 metacritic rating for the album in uh i just wanted to say their song shelter song was one of my honorable mentions fyi which is the i think the uh the album opener it's very uh primal scream circa scream adelica definitely uh, worth hearing as well yeah this is a good album but as you can see i'm sort of leaning towards the uh the heavier, punkier, um, newer release, you know, new releases, just because I think it's, you know, it's an interesting contrast to uh, to a lot of what you hear, even on sort of, you know, your alternative or your, you know, if you go from 35, 36, 37 on, um, on Sirius XM, on Sirius XM, you just you still don't hear as much of the heavier stuff that's in this type of vein. So I you know, check it out. Yeah, not, not the app. The, the app's got like a couple of punk stations, but for whatever reason, they don't put them on the normal Sirius XM, which they should. Yeah, I don't have Sirius anymore. 
just Spotify all the way. Just Spotify and 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 Scott Fleming's four hundred and fifty seven playlists. Yes, most of them are understandable only to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think I think I'm uh, I'm up with my my fifth and final pick. Is that right? Well, we're going to do six. I I think we I think we do. I think we're on a roll. We might as well do some more. All right. Let's do six. All right. We should have we should have said after five surprise. I mean now, just spoiled it. Says the guy it. who like introduced our last episode with, "Oh, these matchups kind of suck." <laughs> <laughs> no, I said the song. I said the this the matchups are good, but the songs kind of suck. I know, I know. All right, my my number five pick is from. By the way, just one one last thing on on Ice Age. Did anyone else get sort of like a like a late '80s, early '90s? Um, I just said Primal Scream. Yeah, vibe, like in 1991. Right? Like, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's Absolutely. exactly that's exactly the vibe that I got. All right, I just wanted to make sure I, I must have missed that part. So, okay, so um, my next pick is from an a British alternative band called Wolf Alice, which I have to admit, I didn't really discover until probably the end of last year or of 2020 or the beginning of 2021, kind of in, in anticipation of this album that came out, their third album, Blue Weekend. Um, I would say, you know, they're, they're, they're an alternative band, maybe maybe a little, a little post-punky, but probably just more like classic alternative. And the, uh, the song that I'm going to play for, for us is called Smile. through but i sampled songs here and there and and correct me if i'm wrong but that's the most rocking song on the album most of it is, that is, is definitely the most rocking song on the album yeah i would say some of it even like kind of drifts into like dream pop or shoot yeah. a little bit like beach house kind of stuff yeah, very beach yeah. Housey, which by the way beach house also coming out with another album in 2022 um yeah no it, it definitely is um it's another uh another female fronted band um ellie roselle is the uh the lead singer um, and, and one of one of one of the two founders of the band um, plays guitar. I think she I think she might even play like do some of the arrangements and, and keyboards as well. Um, I, I I don't know. I really I really like this band. I think they're they're really interesting. They're they're they strike me as being like more of a traditional alt rock band of which we don't really have that many anymore. Where and and that's that's kind of what what I gravitate to. So so that's uh. 
that's my number five pick. My number six pick, I've really struggled with. I think I think I'd mentioned to these guys, like part of the reason I wanted to do six is I can't decide. Well, now I'm finding I can't decide between six and seven. But I think I get the outro song, so uh, I'll, I'll, I might get I might get to sneak another one in. So have to confess, this song I don't even think I heard until I somehow I missed it, which is surprising because it's from an artist I really like. Um, I don't even think I heard it until about a week and a half ago as we started prepping for this. Um, it's uh, another female artist, an indie artist from uh, from the Seattle area. She had a probably two or three albums before she really broke through. But then over the last couple of years, it's had some extraordinarily highly rated and really good um, albums. The artist is Mitski. She's also coming out with another album in 2022. And I know Scott and Keith will start smiling when I play this because it's quite obvious why this song resonates with me, but this is the only heartbreaker. pop lyrics about heartbreak obviously larry loves it totally totally i mean come on you, you, she, she's she's writing to me right synth pop yeah. lyrics about heartbreak taking own, owning the fact that the relationship is is dying because of her i mean come on you, you couldn't have written a more perfect song so be like the anti taylor swift who's like pointing the finger at, at him yeah no no mitski is nothing if not introspective right so yeah i i it's funny, I, I'm a really big fan. I thought the last two albums were both phenomenal, probably some, like in my top five albums of the years in which they came out. But for some reason, I missed that this came out. And, you know, it's, again, it's not something that you're going to hear on Sirius XM. I heard it on FUV, as everyone who listens to this podcast knows, my favorite radio station of all time, or one of my favorite radio stations of all time, about two or three weeks ago. And I'm like, huh, I must have missed that when it came out like a long time ago. And then I realized, no, it just came out in like November. So that's uh, made it to made it to my top uh, top six of, of 2021. And I'm guessing the last song is a hip hop song. I can't we can't give you like free reign for hip hop when you're not picking hip hop. No, this is, this is this is a tough year, man. I, I, I I'm going to leave you in suspense until I play my outro. All right. All right. Am I up next? Uh, um, no, Keith is up next. I'm trying to sneak in there. Yeah, that was good. So before I hit send, Larry, you're going to know what song is coming up next. I, oh, can't, I, already, go, I, already I can't go through it. I have it. I'll do it. What do, you, what do you want me to play? I know what song it is. Do you want me to just play from the beginning? Begin, yeah, just let her rip. Okay. <laughs> so just as a little baby, a little background before Keith even introduces it. We're 
hanging out on New Year's Eve, talking about some of the songs, some of the things that, you know, resonated with us. We both independently mentioned the song and we're like, there's no way this, that we can't play this on the podcast. We have to. But I also was surprised that I was also surprised that you were going to. Oh, it's on the list. Yeah. that whole goddamn song it is, <laughs> it is, it is good. and and it is by far the funniest song that we've played and also kind of punk right another punk definitely yeah uh british punk two girls are the leads uh one of them plays the lead guitar um funny and the it's an EP. It, I think it's their first EP, right? I don't think they've released a full length yet. Um, and they're going to be fired. They're clearly going to be fired. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Come out. I definitely discovered on, on end of year lists. And I, I remember distinctly, I was walking, listening to this, and I stopped and started laughing because it's such a funny song. It's such a great. It's and, but, it, but it's, it's more great. than right. It's yeah. exactly. It's, it's, not not just, just, it's not just comedy. It's no, not it's, just comedy. It's um, they know they know what they clearly know what they did. I I they played a lot on um on XMU on on Sirius. Yeah. So um you know I I don't know whether I should let you know let it play while I have the family in the car or not because <laughs> you could you could you could miss some of the innuendos if you're not paying attention. You could miss it, but it. I mean, it's kind of. I'm not sure who's missing it. To be honest, <laughs> I don't know. My family, my family barely. Well, let me rephrase that. Two of the people in my family, I think, do not pay any attention to lyrics. One of them definitely pays attention to lyrics, and then makes fun of the other two for another. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be pretty obvious. Anyway, anyway, it's. Um, I love this song. I, I could have picked it number one to be honest. You know, it was, <laughs> and I, I knew, I thought that may, Larry may just throw it in anyway. But I can't I let it go. It to you. After after six our conversation, years, I, I couldn't do that to I, you. I couldn't, let it, list, I couldn't go I, six rounds. Yeah, but I, I I needed to let you be able to play it. So I think it was a good year for punk or post punk, whatever we're going to call it in general. There are definitely some other bands we could uh, we have and and could uh, continue to mention, but I'll I'll hold off on doing that just in case. So uh, now I'm up, right? Now you're up. 
And it's just in case you thought I couldn't get any less cool. Oh my God. What now? <laughs> oh, all right. Wait, you sure you want to do this to yourself? <laughs> I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> well, good is good. I don't care about hitness. It is. It is. Although it is sometimes long, I do. It is. Tonight, long, I don't for some reason. It is a long song, so. Yeah. So the song we're going to be playing is "Coloratura" uh, by Coldplay. Because it would not be a music nerds unite podcast without a little Scott playing Coldplay. <laughs> Picking Coldplay is a little surprising, but not as surprising as Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> it's not as surprising as Taylor Swift. I do feel like at the end of that, that I should be like in a Disney cartoon or something, but you it's know. A, it I did hear on the radio the other day and I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. No, I think it, it's it's lush and beautiful, but without being corny, which let's face it, Coldplay can be sometimes. And it's kind of like, it's 10 minutes long. It's a, a like a prog rock song. Who would have thought Coldplay at this point in their career would do an epic 10-minute progressive rock song? So, uh, you know, this is one of the songs that was not on my radar. And again, I kept seeing it on, you know, BEA, for example, had it as one of the uh, songs of the year. And I kept listening to it and it kept kind of growing on me. And I'm like, you know what? This is a great song. This is probably their best song since Viva La Vida, like, what, 2007 or so? So... I know it's not cool to like Coldplay. It's cool to hate on Coldplay, but to me, this is a great song. So hey, it's ten minutes long, so it's in. Ten yeah. minutes long. The Taylor Swift songs, ten minutes long. They're in. That simple. And uh, I think I'm up again, right? You are up again. We so, are. We're at the penultimate stage of this uh, bracket. This is going to be the most obscure song I picked thus far, and. Uh, Holy The okay. name is almost impossible to spell. It, I'm going to spell it because I don't know how to say it. T O N S T A R T S S B A N D H T. So Tone Starts Band. What, what, what has what a, happened? What a surprise. This is a really long song. 
this one is only like seven minutes long and uh, just to kind of get into the uh, it, it's kind of like a less abstract animal collective or panda bear in, in that realm I, I think you know there's a lot of electronic elements to it and uh, you know it's really about its groove right I think it just has a cool groove to it and the, the way the, the keyboards guitars and drums all play off one another uh, makes it just a really compelling song to me and again this is one of those songs where i don't think the clip really does it justice it's kind of the totality of it but anyway this is a taster <laughs> Put that on the list of things that I should explore a little bit more. That was cool. Kind of intriguing. That was right? what the that was the, the peanuts theme song. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Definitely a little bit of a, a jazzy vibe to it, right? That's good. That's a holiday song. All right, I'm up last, and I guess it's my turn. Look, I don't want people to think I'm a misogynist and anti-women. I have not included any yet in my picks. Um, so, oh no, I did. I sorry. I'm I'm losing my I'm losing my. I just did. I just did. Uh, Shays long. Um, so you're not quite as misogynist as you might have thought. I'm not quite. You didn't so think at all. Yeah, we exactly. thought. We thought. You know, you're you're equal opportunity, loving all music, no matter where. So, so now you can pick yeah, another so, song if you want. No, I'm going to stick with this one just because it it it's always hit. This song has always hit me like from the first time and i i did hear like her intro like um they did a serious um xm i think they did an xmu sessions and she talked about the lead into this song and the background behind it's like based on a real relationship that she had uh lucy dacus is um she's part of a boy genius group with phoebe bridgers and uh leon uh, julian baker sorry julian baker i say leon bridges <laughs> and this uh, this is a this album is 2021. It's a pretty personal, um, introspective album, but this song just, it always sort of um, resonated with me. So uh, I'm gonna play it for you guys. Um, it's called Brando. You told me to skip school, to go with you to the movies. You knew you were uncool, but you thought you could fool me. 
That shit makes me tear up. I, I literally start tearing up when I hear that song. <laughs> the, 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 the line of you call me cerebral, that always kills me. That's, oh my that's, god. That's, this is this That'd is a good song. And I, I think the first song I ever heard, heard her was in Boy Genius, which because I'm a, I'm a big Phoebe Bridgers fan, so I, that was the first time I heard her, but she's phenomenal. And this is this is a great song. So no no worries on picking this song. Song called Brando, how could it be bad? awesome. Could have been a contender. Could have been a contender. But it's so personal. It's such a personal song. And the fact that, you know, hey, we'll never know if there's a real asshole that that she's singing about. And the the rest of the song gets even, like, darker and, like, uh, deeper. Even more deeper and depressing. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got a real nice voice, too. And and that is one of the albums that you did see on a lot of the year-end lists. Uh, Yeah. She got a pretty voice. Party. All right. Before I take us out, why don't you give me your your, your four honorable mentions? Off. Yeah, give me your four honorable mentions, Keith, and then Scott, your four honorable mentions. All right. So my, I, you know, I, one of my honorable mentions, I was legitimately a number one. Like I thought it would be my number one pick, and then I just, you know, as I was putting the list together, it didn't. Um, it, it didn't just have this, the same level of interest that I thought the other the other songs would have. But uh, one is Banded Horses Crutch, the, the new release. Their album's coming out next year. But the song is just such an immediate, like it is so goddamn immediate that song, um, and it's awesome. Um, the next song is uh, Liberty Bell by Darkside. And if you hear that song, it's got such a driving, um, repetitive, like it's just, it's a haunting song that stays in your head for like, for a long, for a long freaking time. Um, Main Skin, I Want to Be Your Slave. I I was all, you know, it's this crossover, um, I don't know what what genre would you call it? Is it punk? Is it pop punk? Is it uh, like it's probably like pop, yeah, probably maybe pop punk, probably punk or post punk a little bit. Yeah, 
but it's I I that song you know that song gets me pumped. Who are we talking about here? Main Main Skin. I want to be your slave. Yeah, I don't think I know that one. Larry, can I get you to 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 kick off uh, Main Skin? I want to be your slave at one forty-five. And Scott, you should know it. This is like a song you wouldn't expect to have been. You know, a Z one hundred song that yeah was. The way it works is by 2025, I'll be caught up on 2021. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I want to be a slave. I want to be a master. I want to make your heartbeat run like roller coasters. I want to be a good boy. I want to be a gangster. Because you can be the beauty and I could, could be, be the monster. monster. I want to make it quieter. I want to make you nervous. I want to set you free, but I'm too fucking jealous. I want to pull your strings like you are my telling pastor. And if you want to use me, I could be your puppet. Because I'm and you know who's saying that part, right? Yeah, I want to be your puppet. No. No, I don't. I want to be your slave. I want to be your dog. Iggy? Yep. God damn. Yeah. They, they, they did it right. Yep. The Iggy so, show approval. Yeah. Hey. Um, yeah, so that's just, that song just is, you know, it's, it's another one that stays in your head. It's a driving um, song that that sort of became popular without I without I like I don't know. It doesn't seem like they were trying to be popular with a song like that, and yet it became a pop song. Um, let, my last song is Sir Sly Welcome Welcomes the Pressure. I don't know if you guys know that that song. You have the beginning of that song too, Larry, just because it's got such a great um, it's got such a great retro vibe to it. Right, MGMT, right? MGMT. I was gonna say MGMT. Oh, that's awesome! I have to listen to the. I have to listen. That's awesome. Nice. I knew. I knew that would be. right up, like right up my alley. Totally. All right, Scott. What are what are your honorable mentions? All right, so I'm I'm, I may only pick two, but I'm gonna have you play them. All right. So the first one is uh, a band called Spelling. Who uh, it's funny because they misspell their name S P E L L L I N G. The song is called Boys in School, and uh, the way I would describe this describe this. Well, first of all, spelling is not the name of a band. It's uh, it's uh, the name of one person, uh, Christia Tia Cabral. Though a lot of musicians are credited with helping her out on uh, the Turning Wheel, which is her 2021 album. Uh, I was so, hoping it was I was hoping it was Tory spelling, but just playing. No. That, that would be that would be better. But so the way I would describe this is basically Kate Bush meets Patty Smith. It's uh 
this song is very theatrical like Kate and very intense like Patty. And uh, at times it's a dramatic piano ballad with horns, but it, it's also synth poppy at times. And it builds beautifully and dramatically with the guitars getting more prominent and the sound more symphonic. It's a song climaxes toward the end of it, which is uh, what we're going to play now. You had me at horns. Next pick is Parquet Courts, Walking at a Downtown Pace. And uh, Parquet Courts are a really good rock band, and, and this is simply a great energetic garage rock song with great riffs and guitars in general. I also like the song's catchy, shoutable vocals and the way that it vividly brings New York City to life. Here we go with Walking at a Downtown Pace. Wait, are, are, they, are they not punk? Do we, not, do we not think they're punk? I'd say they're punk. I think they're punk. Just wanted to get that in There were there were two bands, Larry, that I, I was thinking of picking, and I I held out to be a nice guy and because I thought for sure you were gonna pick them and you didn't pick either one of them. So uh, this, was, this was one of them, right? This was not one of them. I thought we either one of you guys War on Drugs War on Drugs. The War on Drugs, I don't live here anymore. So don't don't worry, that's cute. And we nobody we didn't pick Radiohead. That's an honorable mention. That's an honor. And I also love Days Like These. I know you love that's the album. I think I that's probably like the most uh, accessible song on it. The, you yes. know, the one you think of first. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. I, I had, I actually, at one point when I was thinking about this, I had walking into downtown pace on my list. And then when I was putting this together, I just, you know, there's so many songs, right? It, this is a, this is a really good year for music. So it didn't make it. And as soon as I played it again, I'm like, fuck, why did I not pick this song? We didn't put I don't, we didn't pick it anymore. And wait, sorry. And and days like these are both on my honorable mention. So you'll be hearing them. All right. So we didn't pick, wait, I just, we didn't pick Radiohead. 
Well, they didn't have a new album. I know they had like something that came they out. Had, well, they had, they yeah. had, they had, um, oh, Kid, Kid Amnesiac. Right, but they had a song on it that hadn't been released before. That's true. I'm not aware of that. Wow. I'm going to have to turn in my Radiohead fanboy car. I think I think you did. I I was certain. Like I didn't pick it in part because, you know, I just expected it to be part of. At least Scott would pick Radiohead. Like I said, <laughs> I'm, I'm still also, catching up on the on the past. I also year. didn't pick it in part because we always put Radiohead on a on a. Yeah, we always put we always put Radiohead on a pedestal, and Radiohead's still alive in the other tournament. So maybe maybe. But, we... but it is. But it is. And the song is if you say the word and if when you hear the song, Scott, you can definitely sort of pin it to that era of Radiohead, which yeah. is sort of like, a, you know, it's like a dis- discovering something that, you know, a, a band at their very, you know, at their very peak with a new song in 20 years after they actually recorded it. But um, anyway, checking that out, uh, just let me continue with, uh, of course, I can't stop at two picks. So I just, I oh want to briefly God. mention, uh, oh, how did we not talk about Adele? Easy on me. Come on. Easy, you know, easy like, for me not to pick Adele. She is, like it or not, she's the biggest uh, probably music star we have right now, right? I mean, in that, She's smaller than she used to be. She's really smaller than she used to be. But uh, that's a great tune. Uh, classic Adele ballad. Uh, and I just want to mention Quiet Town by The Killers. This is like a mellow, very Springsteen, uh, but the killer song by The Killers. Ha ha. Uh, so I definitely wanted to uh, to sing of that. Ad a lot well. of a lot of um, end of your lists have equated it to being The Killers, Nebraska, to equate the uh, the Springsteen theme. So yeah, you have harmonica and, and mm-hmm. you're subdued. And you know, I mentioned kind of what we talked about. You know, post punk, right? So. A narrator by by the band Squid, uh, so they were kind of several prominent post punk bands, right? Along with uh, you know Wet Leg, who we played. We have Black Midi, uh, Black Country, New Road, Dry Cleaning. These are some other bands that really kind of stood out this past year. So yeah, I'm done. A little, on to you little surprised that you didn't put Black Country on on your list, but again, we only had a couple picks. So so yeah. at, at, at the risk of um, extending this podcast longer than potentially it needs to be. I did have I Don't Live Here Anymore and um, Days Like These on my 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 list. So whether it's honorable mention or it was just on the list, um, I didn't pick clips, though. So I'm just going to have to go from the beginning unless, Scott, you've got a particular clip you want me to play from. I don't no, know. because I was saving them. So I didn't pick out clips. Yeah. So I'll give you a little I'm, bit. Larry, I'm surprised you didn't pick Rostam, Forerunner, too, by the way. I, I, I thought about it, but did not. It wasn't even and, on my and- and the force of the people with the Knox song and jungle, jungle. I, I, these were like sort of in your wheelhouse that I thought you might go for. Yeah, I also didn't pick "Be Sweet" by Japanese Breakfast, but and oh, actually, I had uh, was it "Posing for Cars"? Is that the name? The, the last song that was an article mentioned for me. Yeah. So this is this is the opening for "I Don't Live Here Anymore" by the War on Drugs, which is a a, a fave of mine and and, and of Keith and Scott. And a lot of folks think this is their their best album.
I've also read a few Springsteen comparisons uh, to this album too. I don't, I don't know if I quite see it as much, but I think it's a great album, Springsteen comparisons or not. Yeah, they've always had those Springsteen comparisons and it. Shout out to Lucius, uh, the pop band who do the backing vocals on that track. Yep. Uh, but they just have such a cool, easygoing sound, don't they? Totally. All right, days like these. somewhat vindicated that you did end up playing them so thank absolutely. you absolutely they were on my list all right my last before i do my outro song my, my last one i don't know if uh if this would be on your radar or not but it's another you know sort of indie fleet foxish justin vernon type band lord huron uh from their fourth album uh long lost and this is a song called mine forever i'm gonna play the beginning because it uh well, you know what? I'm going to wait and hear what Scott and Keith think that it evokes. What kind of what kind of musical uh, genre it evokes? Guitars are very spaghetti western, and the yes. vocals are very like my morning jacketish. Yes, that's it. so. So the spaghetti western, exactly. That's exactly. It feels like spaghetti western from the sixties. Like I, I don't know what the fuck it's doing in twenty twenty one, but it that's exactly the vibe that I got, and it was so unique that I, I had to put it on. All right, we're we're finally at the outro of episode forty eight of Music and Nerds Unite. And it's been a long, long, long struggle to convince Scott that there might be more music out there than just rock. But he's conceded that for an outro song, I can play whatever I want. So here we go. 
This I will. Song, I will abstain from a rebuttal. Go ahead. This. This is a song. It may not even be my favorite hip hop song of the uh, of twenty twenty one, or at least my favorite from my favorite hip hop album, because that would be um, Tower of the Creator. Because I think and and Scotty, I think even Scott likes Tower of the Creator because he thinks that he's more like R and B and soul and hip hop combined together. So so Tower yeah, of the Creator, give, agree on. Yeah, you got to give us Kanye. You're giving us Kanye, aren't I am not giving you Kanye. No, I didn't. I did. I didn't. I, you know what? I thought Donda was kind of a mess. Like Donda would you would Donda can use some music nerds editing. There's some great songs on Donda, but no, no. I'm going with Family Ties by Baby Keem because Baby Keem's got a guest vocal from his older cousin, who I think is the current title holder of the greatest rapper on earth. Kendrick that might be Kendrick Lamar. Even I know that. Yes.